feel hyper aware of your two identities as a Christian woman and as a woman of color, I know I'm not the only one. As image bearers, we know we shouldn't have to choose one over the other as God has created us fully as we are with purpose and intention. Well, in episode seven, we began to just hit the tip of the iceberg with that and realized that we needed to give it its own space to dive into the word and some of our thoughts around the issue. So whether you're in the midst of working out, doing laundry, hanging with your kiddos, or sipping a cup of joe while you finish up those emails, keep listening because God's word has the truth for your everyday life. Welcome to The Urban Christian Woman. Welcome back to The Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are your hosts, Leah Ross. And I'm Tashiba Oliver. What's up, y'all? Hey, today we are talking about what do I do with my blackness? Oh my goodness. We Mm -hmm. are talking about this today. We realized that we needed to circle back. It is a topic that we did touch on a little bit and realized that there was a whole lot more to unpack there. Very true. A whole lot more. Very true. I think um, when we got into the 48-minute episode, Mm -hmm. that was a clear sign that we needed to just back the train right yes. on up it needed then... its own space yeah it yeah. needed and it needed a lot of unpacking too because there's a lot more there than just the the tidbits of thoughts that you heard in episode seven so if you haven't had a chance uh to listen to that one go back and listen to that in fact this is a great time to remind you to follow us on um social media platforms we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook at The Urban Christian Woman. You can like and subscribe to the podcast and yep. share the word. Because as we as we continue, we want the word to get out there. We want women to feel blessed, heard, understood, resonated with in yeah. these ways. Yeah. And yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, so tag a friend. Like if you're listening and you're enjoying the podcast or tag your favorite one so far, like tag us. Tag us and then tag them. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the next couple of podcasts, we'll be talking about um, just ways that you can sort of partner with us throughout the week as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. What do we do with this blackness, though, Leah? <laughs> what Let's, do we do? What do we do? As urban women in. of color, yes. specifically in the area of blackness, we're both mm-hmm. women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, we're African-American. We're black women. Mm-hmm. Um, people often say, like, which one can I call you? I'm like, you can call me black or you can call me an African-American woman. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. But, um that's what we are. So what do we do with this? Because yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah. And it why is, is it a struggle? Why is it a struggle, right? Because when you come to faith in Christ as mm-hmm. a believer, you're taking on the identity of Christ. And it beca- you also become a part of this greater family, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the blessing is that the greater family is multifaceted, very diverse. Mm-hmm. But because of that, we're coming to it with, our own cultural stories, our own cultural frameworks. Um, and the gospel never calls us to just forget that. Right, right. And I think sometimes there is this space where we feel like in order to jump on board with the Christian culture, if you will, air quotes, mm-hmm. we have to lay down so much or all mm-hmm. of our ethnic culture. Mm-hmm. Well, some of that is damaging, right? So we actually need to go back and see how God has shaped us both as ethnic people 
and as Christian people right, together right, in right. the same space. Right. And for such a time as this, the Lord mm-hmm. has brought everything to the surface, yeah. right? Like yeah. anytime we see exposure of things, that is God's divine right. providence to reveal what he wants us to deal with at mm-hmm. times. I mean, yes, God is gracious and we should be in a space where these are things that we pursue, mm-hmm. but that does not always happen. God uses culture yeah. to help reveal his very right. truth right. to us. Right. That's right. that's what happens right. at times. And that's a bit of what we touched on in episode seven because right. Beginning to talk about, right, the time that we're in in this culture mm-hmm. and how that has affected how we view our identity, our belonging mm-hmm. culturally in the greater Christian community and how mm-hmm. some of that has really provided some tension and some reason for lament. Right. Realizing, okay, we need to back this whole train up. Yeah. And yeah. Just address the thing. Yeah. Address it. Address it. So, and, and address yeah. it from... I also want to say this. Y'all have listened to the podcast. Hopefully, this is not your first time. If it is, yay. Mm-hmm. Welcome. welcome. You are welcome here. Bienvenidos. Mm-hmm. All those things. Okay. But if you are not new, you all know that anytime we're addressing these spaces, we're always going to go back to God's word. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we also felt that this needed a space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also needed to go back and look at it holistically, biblically, not just be dri- be driven by our emotions, but allow what we are dealing with internally as women of color to be submitted yeah. under the... Framed by the word. Framed and submitted under the authority of, of God's word. Yes. Right. Yes. So... And if you are an urban woman who is not black or a woman of color... Um, this is a really valuable space to view as a, um, a window. We're going to be talking a little about a little bit about mirrors and windows. Yes. And so this is a space to view through a window. Mm-hmm. What is happening in the lives and the hearts of my sisters of color, and and how can I come alongside? How can I grow in empathy and compassion and come alongside of that? So there's, there's room for everybody to sit and listen yes, at this table. That's right. The table is set for everyone. For everyone. Come on in where the table is spread mm-hmm. and the feast of the Lord is going on. Okay. Yes. Richard Smallwood. <laughs> but anyway, you already, <laughs> you, you talked about a little bit about mm-hmm. windows. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we need to preface that a yeah. little bit more. Like, yeah. What what do we mean mm-hmm. when we say mirrors? Right. And what do we mean right. when we say windows? Right. So I um, chomped that quote a little bit from the literary world where mirrors and windows are talked about a lot as a way to say, when you're reading something, you're going to see a mirror is a way for you to read something that is a reflection of yourself, where representation happens, where there's a sense of I'm reading something and I see my own identity reflected Mm -hmm. back in myself. And it's sort of a a level of affirmation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's representation, there's affirmation. And that's important because then I have this sense of, okay, I belong in this story. I belong, Mm -hmm. I have a place of belonging, a sense of belonging, an identity and an affirmation. I can relate. Around belonging. Right. Yes, absolutely. I am seen and I'm known through this text. Yeah. So those are mirrors. And then windows are viewing through literature, through stories, through text, an experience that is not your own. 
So you're looking through this window and you're getting a glimpse of an experience that is not yours, mm. but you're getting a glimpse of it so that you can learn, understand more of a space that you don't occupy yourself as an identity. Right. So, so if you're a woman of color, you will probably be listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. viewing it as a mirror. Mm -hmm. If you are a woman of the city, um, then you're going to be viewing this from a place of a window, mm -hmm. um, probably, mm -hmm. right? I'm, yeah. I'm hoping you will, yeah. Lord willing, so yeah. Um, yeah. as the Spirit leads. Yeah. So, yeah, let's dig into some biblical context, and we're talking about mm -hmm. um, just what do we do with our blackness. And one of the things that we really... Like, I feel like we should just get some, some biblical framework, yes. but ultimately, um, we're, when we look at the biblical context of scripture, what we did in this podcast and when we did our research, we looked from the space of what is the evidence yeah. of black and African biblical figures? Mm -hmm. Because we do want to see it as a mirror. And mm -hmm. I think that this is something that has been lost within um, the local black urban church. This is not something that has been articulated. I'm super thankful for people like Dr. Eric Mason, yes. who has written some resources. Um, Dr. Dwight McKissick. Um, you can go to our website. I mean, there's a long list. Um, I'm reading this book right now by Dr. John Perkins called mm -hmm. One Blood. He brings a lot of clarity to this as well. But ultimately, we want to look at what the Old Testament, Old Covenant has to say around these things. And directly off the jump, we see that Genesis 1, 26, mm -hmm. 27 is going to be the foundation for everything, which means that we are made in the image of God and his likeness. And that is not based around a color. Mm -hmm. It is multifaceted, multi-ethnic, but we, we, um, we portray his, his beauty, um, as his image bearers. And then we begin as you will, as we talked about mm -hmm. in the previous podcast, like Leah said in episode seven, we see um, many nations coming forth and then it turns into a multitude of nations and black and African people were in that context. Mm -hmm. um, so we see that there. Then we see in Exodus 12 and we see in Numbers 12 um, through um, the descendants, Moses, he ends up marrying a Moabite woman. Those mm -hmm. are, she is an Afri African descent and then you have Joshua 2 through 6. You have Ruth um, 1 through 4. You have Jeremiah 38 through 39. Now, we're just giving some general scripture context mm -hmm. because we sort of want to unpack and get to the context of what we're getting to. But ultimately, these are actual passages of scripture that have evidence of black and African biblical figures in scripture. Yeah. We see us as people of color here mm -hmm. in the text. Yeah, those places where it's articulated just straight up said. Uh, geographically, you can see it based mm -hmm. on where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a real affirmation there of, yeah, the presence of black and African people in the Bible. Right. So if you're, if someone has told you that, um, hashtag, you know, I'm not out, out here trying to bash nobody, but, I will say this because say I can get on the horse it. with the Hebrew Israelites, say okay? It. But, you know, um, 
you know, th there are black people who are descendants and they are Israelites, but they are not the Hebrew Israelites. Mm -hmm. They are God's people. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all? Yeah. So this is why it's important as women of color yes, to know to know, God's word. to know God's word. Like, we are not the ultimate chosen people, but there is a branch and we are a stem of that. So let's be very clear about that. Leah, you want to say something? A, there's a uh, false doctrine right there that we have to Just break clarify. down. <laughs> right. And that's one side of the pendulum. But let me point out the other side of the pendulum. Okay, talk about that. That Jesus is the white man's religion. Okay, so black nationalism. So black nationalism on one side. And then, right, Jesus is the white man's religion. He, you know, so you've got Hebrew Israelites. And, and, and so just realizing we got to break all that down. All that, all break the way. all of it down by sitting with the text and the scripture and seeing that actually, like, Christianity, first of all, humanity. Come on. Began. Began. In a place where people looked like us. That's right. And that's, and that's you know, what we can just look at in scripture yes. and see. And we can celebrate regardless of who you are because God's intentional plan from the very beginning was that all families of the earth that's right would be brought to him and that's would be right. reflected in his family so where it originated let's not get too hung up on let's that let's not get too hung up on it because ultimately what it does is it right. fosters a place of idolatrous right, practice right. where if, you, you know, I think about what our pastor um, Nate said. He was like, all of us are inches away from heresy mm -hmm. with, 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 with some of these things. And mm -hmm. so we have to be very careful to live in the tension, live in the tension. between like the that. two. Okay. Yeah. Live yeah. in the tension between the two. Is it specifically known? No, there is a geographic region, right. but ultimately we see ourselves in the lineage, mm -hmm. in the line. And so we're there. Right. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to post these scriptures because we don't want you to just take our word Absolutely. for it. Like be women who take these passages and look at it and read it and say, Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Carry on. Absolutely. So yeah. So in the old covenant, um, in the old Testament, you see many, many examples mm -hmm. of black and African biblical figures mm -hmm. and in the new covenant as well. I mean, you want to walk through some of those verses yeah, where we see represented these nations, mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. ethnic groups mm -hmm. that represented black and African people in the scripture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to give some specific verses or specific chapters of scripture that you can go to as reference um, and I'm pulling up on my phone, like right now, a specific set of verses that I want to read, mm -hmm. but, um, Acts two, one through six, Acts eight, Romans four, Galatians, Galatians is like yeah. a hinge pen. Like okay. half of, Gal half of the book of Galatians. Half of the book of Galatians. Just read, first of all, read all the book, read of, Galatians. The whole book of Galatians. Read the whole book. Okay. Cause it's just straight fire from led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Paul, for being led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. But Galatians Amen. three through four, Colossians three, Ephesians two, Revelation five, nine, Revelation seven, nine, Revelation 10, 11, Revelation 11, nine, Reve Revelation 13, so 7. basically Revelation. the whole book of Galatians and the whole book of Revelation. Well, and and y'all already know what I'm about to say, which is the reason why you, you better feel 
encouraged mm-hmm. because God is coming back for his church and it is not one race, mm-hmm. okay? It is not one ethnic group. But Revelation, it really hinges on this. And Revelation, yeah. John's Revelation is going to beat home this thing through and through that is like, Everybody belongs. Yep. Everybody who prefe- professes the name of Jesus Christ, who makes him Lord, who follows him, mm-hmm. boom, I'm coming back for you. I'm mm-hmm. coming back for you. So, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. We'll post those. Black biblical figures, though. Specifically, I want to read, Leah, um, mm-hmm. Acts um, 2, verses 1 through 6 in particular because, um, yeah, Acts 2, the coming of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as fire of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, okay? And they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. Can we just unpack like just some basic nuggets of mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. from from Acts 2, 1 through 6. Yeah. And this is really the beginning of the the first century church. Yeah. yeah. You the, know the Holy Spirit filled church. The, the Holy church Spirit filled mm-hmm. church, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus has now ascended mm-hmm. and now his spirit is being poured out, not just on the disciples, but now it's about to fall mm-hmm. on everybody. Every everybody. Every professing body. Everybody who <laughs> professed the name mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And I say thank you. And what a beautiful thing because from the very beginning of that instance happening, yeah, it's it's in the presence and full and provided to mm-hmm. whole lot of different types of people, yeah, intentionally to show that this is this is on mission, yeah. This the is mission, mission is for everybody. That's right. That's right. So mainly the the nuggets that we're talking about is that the church. Mm-hmm. Um, is still on mission. The apostles have now have, have had the Holy Spirit, but now the church mm-hmm. is going to also be a benefactor mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit being poured out. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we all are able, it's not directly based for Jews alone. Right. There is now access for everybody to have access to the spirit Mm -hmm. and for them to live in accordance Mm -hmm. with God's word through his power. Mm -hmm. To live not only in fellowship with God, but in fellowship with each other. Right. Which you talked about in episode seven, Mm -hmm. right? Which was us seeing this whole Mm -hmm. thing from the cross, right? Jesus coming down to us. And then because of that, mm-hmm. we now have right communion yeah. and fellowship. one to another. Right. Because right. Christ it has now been reconciled and we have been reconciled to Christ. Yes. 
now we are able to reconcile ourselves to yes. one another yes. through the cross image. Right. Through the image of the cross. So day one, day one of the spirit filled church. Boom. That's happening. Boom. That's happening. Okay. Boom. That's a Cleveland mm-hmm. word, y'all. Boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's day one. It's happening. It's happening. So we see black biblical figures who are gonna just directly have access yep. and are having access to mm-hmm. this straight off the jump. It's okay. A beautiful thing. Yes. It's beautiful. Talk to us about some biblical context, Leah, around this with what to do with our blackness. How do we see God's character through this, God himself in this? Right. Well, first of all, that God was very, has always been very intentional Mm -hmm. with speaking to and about every family of the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, I mean, coming off of, especially coming off of this Acts passage, like, let's not skip over that. It was very intentional of God because he mm-hmm. could have easily dropped the Holy Spirit in the middle of the temple. That's right. You know, but he chose to do it in a space where languages were spoken that were never spoken before. Mm-hmm. Access is just flung wide open. Mm-hmm. So that's really important for us to see that God, his intentionality in that. Mm-hmm. has been from the beginning. It's been since the promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. It was from the beginning of the church for the Holy Spirit coming. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just lay that out. Right, right. Um, but God in and of himself is an expression of uh, that multifaceted nature in the Trinity, right? So we have the personhood of God in, as one, but represented in three distinct ways, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he's one in essence, but his personhood is different. Mm -hmm. And so I like, let's let us, let us use that in reflecting on how for God, distinction is not bad. Mm -hmm. Distinction is not bad. Mm -hmm. He has distinction in and of himself as Mm -hmm. a person, Mm -hmm. as a Trinity. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so that, so that I see that in God's character and also just his unending, his um, Mm -hmm. just far reaching love for all people. Yeah. Because he has created us all. Yeah. And he has intentionally given us Mm -hmm. an image Mm -hmm. and a a cultural identity. Yes. A family. Yes. And all of that is not separate from who he wants to be when we follow him. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, just letting us be able to view his love in the context of he lovingly created us, how he created us. That's right. He was very intentional. As we overflow, Mm -hmm. as our lives overflow as believers and as followers of Jesus, all of that comes with it. Right, right, right. The other thing that I'm thinking about with God's character directly with this is that God is eternal. And when I'm thinking mm-hmm. about God is eternal, I'm speaking to the space of his transcendence okay. of time and of space, mm-hmm. right? So that means that he can be in the continent of Africa while being in the continent of Asia, that he can be in South America while also being in North America, that he can be in Canada. Come Okay. Yes. I'm about to shout in here already, (laughs) but God is his transcendence Mm -hmm. goes across the globe. He is everywhere all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so he is able to minister and to speak. Yes, he does use his people, Mm -hmm. but God is 
everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so we skip over that, I, I believe, personally, in the context of like trying to misuse mm. the scripture of misusing the text around like, well, he was here or he was there or who had the gospel first or who, Girl. okay, I, I could get on a whole nother tangent on that, but I am not, Ooh. I'm going to stay my course stay and your course. I'm going to stay my course. And ultimately that's because it yeah. speaks to yep. the eternal character of God. Mm -hmm. God is eternal, which speaks to his transcendence. Yes. He can be everywhere all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so even when we think about missions, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, he does use his people, but we hear stories of how people heard the, come on, Paul, on the Damascus <laughs> right? road. Okay. Right. Why am I trying to think right now <laughs> on this podcast? And I'm like, well, who could I think of? I mean, the well, brother. How about the brother Paul? The brother Paul, who wrote a whole lot. What? Like, almost like half to two-thirds mm -hmm. of, I don't know the number, y'all, just to be honest. I'm not no theologian. But what I'm saying is, is that if he met him on a Damascus road yes. and he was out here brutally um, oppressing and assassinate, I mean, like, he was out here killing cats, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And the Lord met him on the road. He also is somewhere in Germany. He's also somewhere in um in the high valleys in the hills of Ghana or you know what I'm saying in mm -hmm. Ethiopia in places that we don't even know the name of. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So that's really what I want to talk about. I, I mean I really wanted to say, not really talk about, but that's what I really want to say is yeah. that yeah he's transcendent. That is a huge, huge part of God's character that we need to remember in order not to fall into, like you were talking about those false traps of, Oh, I own, I own the message of the gospel is my responsibility to bring it X, Y, and Z place or whatever, right. because oftentimes, and this is part of why we have to do this episode in the first place. When we bring the gospel, we can't help but bring our culture as well, because that's how we experience the gospels in the context of our lives. Yeah. The problem being when that becomes the end all be all. The end all be all. And our culture is then tied up. Yes. In an acceptance of any, in a culture. Yes. Yes. Which is not, it's not how God functions. Yeah, it's not. It's not. So that being said. That being said, going from the, the context of Old Testament scripture being made in the image of mm -hmm. God, from making many nations to a multitude of nations to um, us seeing ourselves in the narrative from various ethnic groups, which I also want to say, God does not refer to race. He's referring to ethnic, yes. ethnos, the ethnic groups. But from there, then we see God, God's response through Jesus Christ, yes. as we've talked about, as well as um, through New Covenant, right? In mm -hmm. the New Covenant, we see God's response through bringing Jesus Christ reconciling us and then the building of one church in acts two mm -hmm. and it brings the same language of multitude mm -hmm. and nations mm -hmm. and so yeah we see that we're here we're yes. here in the narrative yes. you know there's so many other texts um you know the first acts eight the first yeah. the first christian right it was the ethiopian eunuch yeah right so 
Um, yeah, just go back and yeah. I'm, I don't want to spend too much time on that cause we could be in here for almost an hour, but a lot to say. go back, write those passages of scripture. We're mm-hmm. going to put an Instagram post so that you can look at those in your own personal time talking about God's character, that God is loving and he is love through the Trinity. We see his heart through distinction of the personhood of mm-hmm. God as father, son, spirit. And then wrapping it up mm-hmm. into God being eternal and being everywhere at the same time. Talk to us about, as women of color, how do we apply yeah. these yeah. truths, God's word for everyday life, right. when we're dealing with the challenges? Right. Right. Because we, we've we got the basis, we've got the biblical foundation, we see ourselves we see this reflected in scripture. Now, what do I do with that in my own identity as I walk out my Christian life, mm-hmm. as I do experience these tensions? And, and one of the reasons why we even felt like circling back to this is because there's these sort of there's there's two sides that, that I felt burdened in my heart to address mm-hmm. is um, one, being able to see yourself in the story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've unpacked that. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, this personal affirmation for us as women of color mm-hmm. that um, you do not and should not have to check your cultural identity at the door in order to participate in worship, fellowship, or Come study on. of the word. Come on. Okay. Because Say we... that one more <laughs> time. Like, like, let yeah. me, because somebody needs to really yes. take that in. Yes. Take it yes. in. We need, yeah, we need to take it. We do not and should not have to check our cultural identity at the door Mm -hmm. in order to participate in worship, fellowship, or deep study of the word. Mm -hmm. We should not. We want to say that from the heart of God, he sees you. Mm -hmm. We see you and we see when it's problematic or we feel like we have to do that. We have to piece and parcel ourselves in order to really experience fellowship or in order to dive deeply into theological study because theologians aren't don't look like us right and those are all false things that we need to really cast down can i also say this say it because what happens ladies when we do that mm-hmm. when we piece and part and compartmentalize ourselves in in spaces as women of color specifically african-american women because that's what i can address what happens is if we are not cautious what that does is it creates a root that is not rooted in the truth of God's love and our identity in him. And the enemy takes us right back to the garden and Mm -hmm. says, do you really trust that God is good? Did he really make you, Mm. did he really make you in his image and like in his image, uh, make you as good in his image. And so Mm. when we don't express ourselves accordingly to how God made us, what ends up happening is we then internalize some stuff Mm. that we shouldn't even be internalizing. Mm. Then the enemy begins to work in our mind. He allows us to have this field day over suppressing who we are and being made in the image of God. And so because of that, we begin to wear masks. Mm. And then that gives another door. I mean, you might as well just open the door to hiding secretly in your sin then. Mm. Mm. So I just needed to 
touch that little caveat, which is so glad you and did. it's a reflection of true freedom. Yes. It's a, yes. This is a sign of true freedom and mm-hmm. identity to say, you know what? I'm resting in the fact that not only do do I behold the king, yes. but I belong to the king. Yes. And so b- because I belong to the king, he takes me as I am. And as he takes me as I am, the things that are out of pocket, let me just be honest with right. you, he will transform into right. his likeness right. and he will put them in check. Yeah. And he will convict you yes. because he is a God who convicts. That's a part of the Holy Spirit's work. work in a, mm-hmm. Come on, yes. through us and in yes. us. So the things that the Lord is not being glorified in through your life, he will convict in regards to your ethnic heritage. And the things that he is wanting to bring to the surface to reflect his beauty and his glory, not only will he align it and affirm it with scripture, but in Jesus name, he will allow, he will, there will be a joy and a freedom that you will be able to experience because God has affirmed you first. Mm Absolutely. As you were talking, I just have this image of a tapestry because Mm. who we are is a compilation of all these different threads woven Mm. together. Our culture, our our place of origin, where we were raised, how we were raised, who our Mm -hmm. parents were, all of that. Mm -hmm. And all that begins to shape our cultural identity. Now, you pull one thread out of that and you begin to see the whole thing unravel. Come on. Come on. So realizing that the tapestry is intentional by God. And Mm -hmm. yes, yes, we do have to discern where some of those things can be problematic or sinful or troublesome. But like you said, let that be the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Pruning and purging Mm -hmm. sin out of your life. And, and he will reveal those things to you, but also open your heart to the places where he has affirmed you mm-hmm. wholly for who you are. Yes. And and the beauty and the goodness in who he has created you to be. Yes. And show up fully in those spaces as that person. <laughs> and show up fully. Because then after that, you playing like masquerade. Be fully. Mm-hmm. Th- this is what Leah is saying. Mm-hmm. Be Say what fully, I'm saying. Be fully free. To be wholly who you are mm-hmm. in your places of worship. Mm-hmm. Okay? Affirm affirm yes. your path. Listen, if you would go to a black church and you would say, say that, mm-hmm, come on, then come on in Jesus' name. Yes. When you if you go, I go to a church where my pastors are not the same ethnic <laughs> color or space as me. They're mm-hmm. not the same ethnic heritage. But I'm telling you right now, when the, when the word is true, when the word is spoken. Say that, aha, uh-huh, and amen. Come on, okay? <laughs> it's all coming out. It's all coming out. Yes. Because truth is truth. Yes. Truth is truth, and so and that shows up in spaces of worship too. Often, come okay. On. One of the things we were talking about as we were planning and and thinking through this podcast was just the the spirit of joyful worship that it gets that. Praise God is actually a part of our story as women of color. That's right. Joyful, exuberant worship. And that's traced back culturally to drums and dancing. That's right. And peoples of Africa. Like, that's, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. It is not just slavery, okay? Right. No, if you go, if anyone who has ever traveled to the continent of Africa, usually at some point, if you have, if you've gone with a group, they have a welcome, yeah. a welcome group, and yeah. they're dancing, yes. they're drumming. Yes. There's dance, there's drums, there's clapping of hands, there's shouting. Yes. And all of that, 
let me talk when we talk about the threads that's a thread that never got lost out the tapestry never got never got lost out the tapestry praise god because i okay i've never stepped foot in the continent of africa you haven't but i love to dance and clap my hands and be loud in worship come on and that is a part of my cultural identity that i don't have to let go you don't in order to be a faithful disciple biblical worshiper that's it i don't have to let that go you don't have to let it go actually it reflects it reflects who i am that's it it reflects who god created me to be that's right and it's beautiful and god is glorified Mm -hmm. in that okay Mm -hmm. because if he was talking to david Mm -hmm. most certainly Mm -hmm. he's talking to us okay that that is a clear mirror (laughs) absolutely that's a mirror (laughs) that's a mirror ladies Okay, so number one, be fully free yes. to be wholly who you are in your places yes. of worship. We're speaking as women of color directly, African-American, black women. If you're a Latina sister, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Gloria a Dios. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you need to do, yes. give God praise. Yes. Give God praise yes. as you are because he wholly embraces that. The second thing that I think we're also saying is know your history Mm -hmm. where you see glimpses of your ethnic heritage in scripture. Mm -hmm. Know that. Okay. And then I think the, the last one that we really, um, well, it's not the last one. We getting a little long with it because we love this topic, but (laughs) the next one is go to someone um, white, Latino, Mm -hmm. Asian descent, African descent, black descent, like, communicate Mm -hmm. your exclusion or even your inclusion in in your body Mm -hmm. of believers. Like that is your family that you're a part of the family of God and he has planted you within your family. And so if there are spaces where you are burdened and you are upset and you need to lament, like, don't don't exclude don't exclude your other ethnic various ethnic brothers and sisters from getting a glimpse into the window of mm-hmm. your brokenness mm-hmm. and the humanity and the fragility of what has happened um you know directly mm-hmm. with situations like we've turned it into these spaces where we feel like we can only talk to people who look like us mm-hmm. i mean in jesus name no mm-hmm. we are a family and that needs to be flushed out and so yep. go to those those brothers and sisters and communicate like don't exclude them and you don't have to feel excluded either and yep. then i also want to say don't let it be a negative situation every time affirm our brothers and sisters who don't look like us who are bringing us into the fold who are doing the diligent work of seeking to understand us and looking through the windows to gain those glimpses Leah, do you have something to say around this that's that's good that's good one of the things we talked about is um, feeling that identity of an exile mm-hmm. in in places and spaces where you don't feel like you can be fully free to be holy who you are in a yeah. place of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about feeling like an exile in one context or another context. Yeah, and and the 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 reality of that being like those are spaces where you need to, like you said, go talk to somebody about that, share that experience. And I love what you said is that like. We're a family, right? So we address family issues. Yes. And nobody wants to feel like an exile in their own family. That's it. So when you're showing up and you're feeling that way, there's there's room and there's space to address it. 
Um, and for a person in the majority culture who, who is hearing this, um, understand that that feeling of exileness, it might be a reality for your brothers and sisters of color. And so growing in empathy and compassion and asking good questions, seeking to understand, coming alongside, giving space for that to be lamented is part of bringing, you know, space in the family mm -hmm. for people to belong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, you you talked about this just a little bit. You were talking about, yeah. they're like being an exile and, and, yeah. and turn it into a wanderer. What do we mean by that? Yeah. Can we just sort of like, I know this podcast is getting a little lengthy, Stop. but. <laughs> no, it's not. We have one more thing to say. We have one more thing to say. But talk about this just real briefly mm -hmm. of feeling like an exile in spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about well, that. Well, so I'll, um, you probably have some things to share too, but I'll share just a snippet of my own story. Mm -hmm. um, as a person of color who went to a state university where I was involved in a mostly white Christian ministry mm -hmm. um, and the places there where I felt like I grew so much spiritually in knowledge of the word and what it means to be a spiritual leader, but at the same time, always felt like a, a, an outsider because culturally, my identity was never represented in worship, mm -hmm. in leadership, mm -hmm. in fellowship style, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. none of that. And so always feeling like I'm not fully a participant in this family mm -hmm. because I'm not represented in this family, mm -hmm. in how we do family life. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, for me, my experience as an exile. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, to be completely honest, if we're going to be honest, mm -hmm. there are places where I fit in more culturally in black ministries, but there was a lack of, of intentional leadership because of the resources weren't given mm -hmm. in the spaces where black students were fellowshipping. And so there was a lack of, of depth in, in knowledge of study of God's word. And so it always felt like I'm, I'm gaining one but losing the other or I'm losing one and gaining the other. And mm -hmm. that's not, I, that, I don't think that's anywhere near God's heart mm -hmm. for how we function as disciples. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I definitely know that there can easily be this pull, especially because, I mean, many of churches today are going to the space of like online and I'm not knocking mm -hmm. that. Like my son is a huge benefactor. He goes to a historically black college and institution and um, there, there lacks some uh, like rooted biblically churches in that area that mm -hmm. are that are sound in faith and doctrine, and so he's able to access church online because of that. And so I I appreciate it, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think that what ends up happening in these spaces of us it, like not feeling one what you're talking about, right? Which is not fully feeling a part of the family in one mm -hmm. area in, in spaces where we're the minority. And then we go to spaces where we are the majority and there lacks mm -hmm. some spiritual depth, mm -hmm. right? Then people begin to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to go into my own bubble and I'm just going to do church mm -hmm. online. And really you are really missing out on the gospel and you become an exile and a wanderer mm -hmm. because you are not connected 
to a church body. Mm -hmm. And so you're listening to the, to the message, but you have no accountability. You have no shepherding. You have no steward. You, 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 no fellowship, no relationship. That's right. No community. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so because of that, you're out here like a, you're out here wandering Mm -hmm. like a wanderer. Right. And God had placed things in structure. Even him being the creator of all things. It speaks to him being author because he wants us to understand that we need to submit ourselves under some authority. Yeah. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. I know that that's a whole nother commonplace that Mm -hmm. we don't even want to talk about. Mm. Okay, as millennials, but I'm just saying, okay, we like, we reject authority. But what I'm saying is ultimately, like we become mm-hmm. these exiles and God did not die. He didn't create us that way. He didn't create us mm-hmm. that, that way. And so listen, be encouraged. And we're not even saying that majority culture holds the keys towards sound faith and doctrine. That's yeah. not what we're saying. In fact, that's what we unsaid. <laughs> right. In right. giving biblical basis right. for people and theologians and biblical figures of color. That's right. You got to right. unlock that. That's right. And so, and there are Bible teaching churches in the hood. Yeah. They may not look in the context of how the structures of majority culture look, but they mm-hmm. are, there are churches, not just in the hood, but urban churches mm-hmm. who are being faithful to scripture and faithful to living. It's yes. just a different yes. look. It's mm-hmm. a different discourse from what quote unquote we see as mm-hmm. the church today online and everywhere else. Mm, so, um, you know, that's what I want to say is like, listen, if you are out, if you're one of those people who have not planted yourself in a local church body, cause honey, I'm, yeah. I'm going, especially, I'm going to nail this thing. Right. Especially because, especially if the reason you haven't planted yourself is because of that cultural divide yeah. of I'm either Christian right. or I'm all the way black. Right. And don't let that be an excuse for you then to become a wanderer. That's it. That's, that's, it, what she, that's what she was saying. That's it. That's, that's what it. she's saying. That's it. And I love the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, listen, yeah. I, I love the body of Christ, the church, capital T, capital C. And you need to plant yourself somewhere and find a local church mm-hmm. body. Don't let this, don't, don't let this space divide you and keep you right. from God's goodness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Yes. Um, the other space of not only communicating to your brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. okay, and giving them windows and also being in a space where they can also see the growth and the flourishing of what God is doing. But I also want to say, bring other people in into yeah. how we can make space for this. Who are your pastors, your elders, your lay mm-hmm. leaders who fully see, who fully know and fully love you as you are? Mm-hmm. If you know those people, go to them and have these, conversations have these types of conversations because they want to know. And even if they don't want to know, the Lord... Maybe they don't know that they want to know. They, maybe they don't even know that they want to know. And the Holy Spirit is saying, go into this charter mm-hmm. space. And have this conversation. And I'm not saying go in there with no stank attitude either. Okay? Because some of us are going in with our... With some chips on the shoulder. Right. And and so that's why we preface ourselves to, listen, you need to go lament. Yes. And maybe we need to do a whole podcast on Um, how to lament. How to lament. Okay? Put that on the list. I put that on the list. But anyway, yes, that's that's our whole point. This podcast is forty six. There we go. All right, let's let us thank the Lord for the revelation of His Word. 
and the laying out of our hearts. Will you pray for us, Shane? Yes. Lord, oh my goodness. Thank you for your kindness and your love that has been poured out through creation. Thank you that you reflect your beauty and your glory, not just through creation, but through creatures, through the people who you made in your image, Lord God. And so we thank you for people. We thank you for um, the very way that you have uh, woven your tapestry in variations of colorful expression through the ethnic groups, through the ethnos, Lord God. And so, Lord, we're just praying, God, for women of color who are on here. I'm praying for my sister who has um, unforgiveness and bitterness um, because she's been in spaces where she's been hurt or offended by things said and, and, and wore a mask to the point that it took her to bitterness in leaving the church. Lord, I pray that she would go back to your word, God, that you would bring her to a space of lamenting, Lord God, and bring her right back into the truth of who you are and who you call us to be if we are offended, Lord. And so, Father, I pray for that sister. I pray for the sister who is, um, who is encouraged by this, Lord. And I pray, God, that she would just be faithful and keep running, Lord, and bring people into understanding and embrace her identity as a black woman or a woman of color, Lord God. Father, I pray, God, that she would not feel fearful of holding herself back, but that she would reflect your glory as she fully is made in you and fully free, holy as you have made her to be. And then, God, I pray for other sisters who listen to this podcast, women of the city, Lord God, Father, who are not uh, women of color. Lord, I pray, God, that this conversation has been a window um, to them, Lord. And I pray, God, that they would seek out women of color, God, that they would go into the uncharted places and uncharted territory, Lord. We, I thank you for my friends. If you're listening, God, I thank you for women who um, are of the city who don't have the same ethnic heritage to me and um, had the conversations. We thank you for Leah's uh, friends who do the same, Lord. And we pray, God, for every woman who um, does not have women who don't look like her. Um, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would stretch their hands out, Lord, and God, that they would, uh, God, that they would hunger. We pray for a hunger to really see, um, a hunger to see the beauty of the gospel even more displayed through various ethnic groups. So God, we entrust these things to you, God, and we thank you, God, that you are coming back for a united church from various ethnic um, heritage and backgrounds, Lord God. And we pray, God, that you would do that. And not just ethnic groups, Lord God, you're coming for the person who is um, physically disabled, Lord God. You're coming for the person with mental health issues, but who professes you, Lord God. Father, you're coming back for your children and your people. And so God, we wait um, with joy and we wait patiently for you, God, but we also wait um, missionally and on mission for you, God. And we want to reflect that in our day to day. So be glorified in our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Blessings, ladies. <laughs>